2. As waves lapped at Malone's sneakers, the sunset reflected off the Caribbean, creating a hue that seemed never to have existed before. He was conscious of the gritty sand beneath his shoes, of the balmy breeze against his thick, curly hair, and of the plaintive cree-cree-cree of seagulls overhead. Raising his brush to the half-finished canvas, he concentrated to get it all in, not just the shapes and colors, but also the sounds, the fragrances, and even the taste of the salt air, to attempt the impossible and embed those other senses in a visual medium, so that the painting would make a viewer feel what it had been like to stand in this spot at this magical moment, experiencing the wonder of this sunset as if there had never been another. Abruptly something distracted him. When Malone had been in the military, his ability to register several details at once had been a survival skill. But it was as an artist, and not a soldier, that he now noticed movement at the edge of his vision. It came from his right, from a stand of palm trees a hundred yards along the deserted beach, near where the unseen dirt road ended. A shifting shadow became a squat man stepping onto the sand. The intruder raised a hand to shield his spectacles from the sunset's brilliance, and peered in Malone's direction. As the man approached, his dark suit revealed itself to be royal blue. The black of his shoes was soon covered with the white of the sand that he walked across. His briefcase, a chalk gray that matched his hair, had bumps on it. Ostrich skin. Malone wasn't puzzled that he had failed to hear the man's car. After all, the roar of the surf on the shore was so strong that it obscured distant sounds. Nor was he puzzled by the intruder's joyless clothing. Even an island paradise couldn't relax some harried business travelers. What did puzzle him, however, was that the man approached with a resolve that suggested he had come specifically because of Malone. But Malone had not told anyone where he would be. He took all this in while appearing not to do so, using the need of tilting his head toward his palate to disguise his periodic glances in the man's direction. As he intensified the scarlet on his canvas, he heard the intruder come so close that the crunch of his shoes was distinct. Then the crunch stopped an arm's length from Malone's right. Mr. Malone! Malone ignored him. I'm Alexander Potter. Malone continued to ignore him. I spoke to you on the phone yesterday. I told you I was flying in this afternoon. You wasted your time. I thought I made it clear I'm not interested. Very clear. It's just that my employer doesn't take no for an answer. You'd better get used to it. Malone applied more color to the canvas. Seagulls screeched. A minute passed. Potter broke the stalemate. Perhaps it's a matter of your fee not being sufficient. On the phone I mentioned two hundred thousand dollars. My employer authorized me to double it. This isn't about money. Malone finally turned to him. What is it about? I was once in a position where I had to follow a lot of orders. Potter nodded. Your experience in the Marines. After I got out, I promised myself that from then on I was going to do only what I wanted. A half million. I'd been obeying commands for too long. Many of them didn't make sense, but it was my job to follow them anyhow. Finally, I was determined to be my own boss. The trouble is I needed money and I broke my promise to myself. The man who hired me saw things differently than I did. He kept finding fault with my work and refused to pay me. That wouldn't happen this time. Potter's tie had red, blue, and green stripes, 
the banner for an Ivy League club that would never have asked Malone to join, and to which he would never have wanted to belong. It didn't happen then, either, Malone said. Believe me, I convinced the man to pay. I meant that this time no one would find fault with your work. You're too famous now. Six hundred thousand. That's more than any of my paintings has ever sold for. My employer knows that. Why? Why is it worth so much to him? He values the unique. Just for me to do a private portrait. No, this commission involves two portraits. One of the subject's face, the other full-length, nude. Nude. Can I assume your employer is not the subject of the portraits? Malone was making a joke, but Potter evidently didn't have a sense of humor. His wife. Mr. Bellasar doesn't even allow his photograph to be taken. Bellasar. Derek Bellasar. Is the name familiar to you?